right, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome. Welcome and hello to you all. Welcome into the Eric Zane Show podcast from the Impact Power Sports Studio. Whoops. <clears throat> so glad you are here. Uh, the day after Christmas. Here we go. I hope it went fantastic for you. You know, I just hope that there was like no stress. You know, everybody behaved. I actually, you know, like to give the old pep talk to the usual suspects. Like, hey, on this day of days, whatever is said that annoys you, let it go. Just pretend you didn't hear it. Smile and go, ha ha, yeah. But uh, yes, so I hope it was all fantastic for you. Holy cow. Uh, We got up. I had to wait for Jackie and Justin to arrive. And then uh, once they got here, we took care of like the lion's share of the gifts. And then we had round two when my son, uh, his lovely wife and my grandkids showed up. Then we had to do it all again for like them. You know, so it was kind of like came in waves. It was a wake up presents, uh, make food for dinner and then more presents. And then, so we sit down, it's uh, time to open up the first batch. And Diana is like in charge. And so she starts out uh, earlier in the day. She said, well, actually, several days leading up, she's like, I'm doing it different this year. I'm going to have everybody's gifts in their own sequestered area. This will be Jackie's spot of gifts. This will be dad's so that I have no problem passing them out. And now it's my job to simply go, yeah, it sounds great. That's it. Yeah, that sounds like a great idea. It doesn't matter what the idea is. It could suck. I'm supposed to say, hey, that is that is just brilliant to do it that way. So uh, then she proceeds to sit down and pass them out. And we all notice that uh, it's taking like forever. Like she gives one to Jackie. Jackie opens it. She shows it. And then we move to the next person. And then she's like, okay, well, so-and-so hasn't gotten one. So I'm going to, and then she's like looking for it. And like, in my head, I'm like, I thought you had like them all in zones. So you could easily access them. Well, that apparently fell apart. That actually didn't happen. I don't know why, but, um, There was some questioning about that. Not by me. I know better. Not by me. I could sense people were starting to get annoyed. And then the idea was just pass them out and just have people open them. Just let's get, because at this point we're half an hour into it and we've opened up one gift and we're all just like staring at each other. I'm like, what is going on here? Let's just, I mean, I don't understand. So then everybody's got a plan. Everybody's got input as to how this should go. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, no, you don't want to do that. I mean, it's going to have to be up to mom to figure this out. What's good, what's bad, what works, what doesn't. 
Got to know your role. You got to get out of the, get the hell out of the way. Finally, they settle on something and we end up proceeding appropriately. Getting the damn job done. Thank God. Okay, so you if you're watching this, you know that I have, uh, I mean, a brand new hoodie entered into the rotation. This is the Detroit Lions hoodie. This is the one that I actually went and purchased myself and said, who's giving this to me? Which one of you is wrapping this? The Detroit Lions... I cannot imagine how much money is is changing hands now. This is why if you can save your pennies, you buy an NFL team. I got the Lions hoodie. I got um, a three-quarter zip. A Lions three-quarter zip. I got Lions socks. I actually got Lions socks. I got a Detroit Lions couch cover. So like over here, you know, I got like the sheet on here so that O'Neal can just lay on there. I got a, a couch cover with the Lions logo on it. So just me alone. There you go. You you, you picture that. All the team has to do is, is win. And the amount of money that changes hands. And they, uh, they they won over the weekend, but they, they tried to give everybody a damn heart attack. Oh, for God's sake. I just, I cannot hang. I can't do it. They, uh, the week before this most recent one, they slaughtered Denver. But this week, it was a different story. Uh, who did they play again? Minnesota. Had a chance to win late. Minnesota has this receiver by the name of Justin Jefferson. And if you just throw the ball near him, like 20 yards, he'll catch it. Somehow. He's got like go-go gadget arms. I've never seen anything like it. But um, Minnesota had like some quarterback that they just picked up off of the scrap heap who just slings it, just throws it everywhere. Gets a bunch of yardage, but then he didn't even care what team he throws it to. He has as many interceptions as he does completions to his own team. And this jerk, uh, he ends up unloading it late in a game. They could have won. They could have won the damn game if this quarterback wasn't such a pile of shit. Lions intercepted Lions when Lions still cannot stop anybody. Uh, They are going to crash and burn in the playoffs if they don't get this shit figured out. It's a damn, it's amazing that they're in the playoffs. It's amazing that they won their division. They're champions of their division, the North division, which whatever, you know, great. They, but they haven't, they've been so shitty. The last time that they were champions of the division, your old pal EZ was uh, 23 years old. This was the game when they won the division last time that they played the Green Bay Packers and we watched the game closed circuit at a uh, movie theater. It was a big radio station watch party. And uh, 
It was in Saginaw. I lived in Mount Pleasant at the time. And son of a bitch. I've told this story before. This is the one where uh, Brett Favre hit Sterling Sharp wide open um, late to score a touchdown. And then the Lions are out of the playoffs after having after winning the division that year. The wild card team, the Green Bay Packers, beat the Lions. It was so sad. And I, I was fucking shit-faced. And still such an idiot. That was when I would drive drunk all the time like an asshole. And that's exactly what I did. Eh, let's just jump in for the 50-mile drive from Saginaw to Mount Pleasant. Uh, no problem. And sure enough, I'm shit-faced and I got pulled over. State cop. Comes by, uh, you know why I pulled you over? Uh, yeah, uh, uh, maybe I was speeding a little. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and I'm like, how does he not smell this? How does he not smell uh, what what's happening? And this was one of those moments when I stuck all the pennies in my mouth. That was a bad thing to have in your brain, but I don't know. Maybe it worked. Maybe it covered up the stink. The idea is if you ever get pulled over, grab everything that's in your little cup holder or your ashtray and put it in your mouth. So boy, did I. So Diana's like, oh, Jesus. And I'm like, all this pennies, pennies in my mouth. There's just two times in my life I've done this. This was one of them. And so the cop, as he's getting closer, I can see him in my, in my mirror and spit the pennies out into my hand, put them back into the thing. What the fuck? He comes walking up and he has a conversation with me. And for some reason, though, I'm definitely drunk. I'm like, oh, okay. And I'm like, uh, I guess acting. And he did not suspect a thing. He didn't ask me if I was had been drinking nothing. I'm like, how, how is this even possible? wasn't until like two, three years later that it finally got through my head that if I don't stop drinking, I'm going to die or wind up in jail. You asshole. Well, anyway, Lions winners. And the, uh, as we move on, Sarah says, I've done the penny thing too before. Oh my God. Really? I don't even know if the, if it works. Cole says he probably just didn't care. Aram says maybe the penny, pennies work in some way. Eric is two for two using pennies. <laughs> All right. So that's what's up. Christmas was a success. Your old pal easy. The food was great. Everybody was happy. Um, nobody got, nobody, no fights. Even Darla was behaved. We were very concerned about Darla being just an asshole while we're opening the gifts, but she was, I couldn't believe it. It was fantastic. Now today's a different story. Today she took a dump behind me in this room. Uh, she wouldn't come inside when she was supposed to. And I had to chase her around the damn yard. And, um, in addition to opening the presents where she was well-behaved, 
um, at some point during the day, during the weekend, I had to bring her into this room. I forget why somebody was over or something like that. And, uh, that's not another question. I I've done this before where, cause they're so used to being in here with me that I can use this almost as a getaway. It's quiet up here. Um, so if I ever need the dogs to be up here, I can just put them in here and they keep themselves company and uh, everything's good to go. And we, we've not had any incidents or, and there's a ton of toys for them to chew on. So good to go. So I bring the dogs up here and then uh, when it's time to bring them down, I come up and there's uh as I open that door and behind this couch, which you can't see on the floor, there's, I'm instantly sad. Because there's a lot of bits of paper as, okay, now this is my favorite Bob Seger record or one of them. I have, they're all my favorites. Okay. Uh, notice it has plastic on the outside of the album because I want to take care of it and, uh, rest in peace to the Bob Seger album because this became a chew toy. My God, if you're just listening to the audio. The, the corner of the album is destroyed. It's not there anymore. It, it was in the dog's stomach. She completely ate it. The record's fine, but who, I mean, it's fucking terrible. Dan goes, well, we can get a new one. I go, yeah, I know. So that sucked. When it comes to the gift giving, we're uh, bouncing around here. Aram writes, did the crappy coffee maker get unwrapped and then thrown in the RV? Uh, okay. So this is a sensitive thing here. The coffee maker, but what is up with my hair? God, I need a haircut. I need a haircut bad. Look at that. Um, because everybody picked on Diana about buying her own coffee maker after she asked for a coffee maker. And that's true. Hey, on my list of things I want for Christmas, I want a coffee maker. So I bought her a coffee maker. And then the next day she bought herself a coffee maker. And I was like, well, why'd you put that on your list? Okay. So the problems were she didn't get specific about what type of coffee maker. It just said a new, uh, curing. So I got a new Keurig and then she got one and then she said, well, um, yeah, but is it like this one? I go, well, I don't know. I, I think so. I just bought it. It arrived. It's on the porch. I brought it in the house. And she's like, uh, well, if it's not like this one, I want this one. I go, well, uh, and it, it wasn't the, the one she bought has more features. She's right. Um, so that's, that's fine. But I'm like, well, who puts things on their Christmas list? And then the next day doesn't tell anybody and goes and buys the thing that they wanted. That's, that's the big thing here. Isn't that what, what, whatever. So yes, she opened up the coffee pot. And then she took it out. She goes, oh, this is great for the RV. This is exactly what we need. 
for the RV. And I was like, yeah, I know. See, it worked out. Yeah. It's all good. Uh, this holiday season was uh, not without terror, though. Christmas Eve, I experienced what it's like when a parent loses a child just as anxiety-filled and horrible because I lost my phone. And I knew I was fucked the second it happened. I knew it wasn't like somewhere at home or... Uh, I was walking through Meyer. I had a conversation with Pooh Bear to tell her that they did not have a certain ingredient. Waiting for guidance from the boss. I remember where I was. I was pushing the cart, breaking the bad news. She's going to tell me what to do. She does. I hang up the phone. That was the last time I remember having my hand on the phone. I proceeded to the checkout, the self-checkout thing. I did that deal. I walked out of the store. I got in my car. I sat down and right away, where is it? And I knew, okay, I'm like, there's no way it's in this car. No way whatsoever. It's in the store somewhere where I don't know. The amount of time it took for me to talk on the phone with her to be in the car is not long. Going through the store, cashing out, out the store, out the parking lot. I go, all right, calm, calm. Run and look. So all this time, um, I've been complaining about knee pain. For some reason, there was none as I ran through the parking lot like Usain Bolt. I get into the store. I had put the cart back in the corral that's actually in the store. So I'm looking to see if it's in there. And I I don't see the phone. Hell, I don't even know if the cart that I put back has been touched. So it could be. Who knows? I go over to customer service. First of all, I go to the checkout, self-checkout. Nothing. Oh, my God. I'm like, but listen. This is Hudsonville, Michigan here. All they do here is uh, pray to Jesus, not like black people, and return phones. So these, okay, two out of three ain't bad. I rush over to the uh, customer service desk and I... uh, Said, have you find a, found a phone? And she's looking. She goes, oh, I, I don't see anything. I go, okay. Uh. So now I'm going to call Diana. And she's going to look on the little app that tells you where your phone is. And uh, my thought is we're going to see it like moving on the map, you know, moving away. Someone's someone's got it. And they're, they're going to, I'm like, oh, yeah, they're going to take it. Jailbreak the phone and it's gone forever. Oh, my God. So uh, I, I call I said, can I use the phone? And she goes, I don't know how to use the landline. The lady at Meyer doesn't know how to use the landline. She's a kid too. And I go, oh God. 
She says, uh, use my cell phone. Okay, great. Dial. Donna doesn't pick it up. She thinks it's a damn uh, telemarketer. I text from that lady's phone. I go, this is easy. Pick up. I call again. She picks up. I go, hey, where's my phone? She looks at it. She goes, it says not available. I'm like, oh my God, the thief has it. They're gone. They, they've managed to defeat it. I'm like, okay, see you later. I hang up. I walk back. I trace my steps throughout the entire store. I'm scanning everything. As I walk, I get to the point in the store when I remember hanging up the phone. I remember where I was. Nothing. I go to this lady at the, uh, who's the, you know, the lady who's at the front says, well, welcome to my Have a good day. Uh, she's there. I go, has anybody turned in the phone? Have I turned? No, no. I go, oh my God. So then I'm like, knowing me, it probably, when I uh, got in the car, it had to have fallen out of my pocket. And now it's, uh, in that abyss between the console and the seat, you know, that, that phone black hole that's there that you can't get your fucking hand into. And you got to like take something in there and jam it out and get it out of there. Uh, first of all, I open up the uh, trunk. I didn't even know go in the trunk, but I open it up anyway. I look in the back seat where the food is that I bought. Nothing. Can't find a damn thing. I look, I go under the seat. I'm looking under the seat. I go, I need, I need my light. Where's my phone. Ah, oh, fuck. I'm looking for my phone. Shit. So then I'm like, I can't feel anything. And I'm like, it's got to be in here. It cannot. It, it, there's no way. I'm doing everything. I can't find the damn thing. I go back into the store. And I go back to the customer service desk. Because, you know, now five, six, seven, eight minutes have passed. And the lady who's the greeter at the front, you know, She's now wandered over to the customer service desk and she, and I see her uh, looking left and right. And I, and I, and as I'm approaching her, she doesn't see me. I go, she's looking for me right now. She's got my phone. I'll bet you any money. She's got my phone. And then she, she's got in her hand, my phone. I come walking up to her and she goes, Oh, and she's got a big smile on her face. And I go, yes. Oh my Oh my God. She hands me the phone. I go, bring it in. Just bring it in. I go, just, I go, this isn't for you. This is for me. I just need to hold someone right now. Let's just embrace. And she just starts giggling. I think there was a chance that she might've had a moment. There might've been a wet blotch in her crotch. A crotch blotch, if you will. She's an older lady. Guessing she's about 70. That dried up thing was feeling it. Because I was just I was just holding her tight. I go, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. I'll eat your vagina. Rebecca says, you're ridiculous. I know. I can't help it. Megan says, your dick pics would have been out for sure. Chris has green face. Maureen says, she was, oh, she was moist for sure. <laughs> Aram says, it got a little weird at the end there. Yeah, I know. But my God, what a, 
What a horrible thing. Awful feeling when you lose that thing. I would rather lose my wallet. 10 out of 10 times. My God. But uh, some nice soul. I still don't know where it was found. Who knows? That's the thing. I start uh, I start going in like five directions, and you, you never know what the hell is happening. I just, uh, it, it, I'm a mess. I'm an absolute mess. All right. It was kind of like my highlight for the weekend. Um, not a lot happening, and that's really great, actually, you know? Um, it, it did seem like Christmas Eve was Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That was something. That was a, this worked out wonderfully. And then by the time the sun is setting on Christmas, I'm like, you know what? I'm ready. I'm, this has been great. It's going to be a wild weekend. Uh, very, very, uh, different this week. Uh, not, not weekend, but week for your old pal easy. Um, I am going to the, um, visitation and the funeral for Ken Calvert, which I had talked about with you, how, um, that whole sequence, it just, you know, uh, I got a mutual friend who uh, is also going to be there and be spending time with him. His name is Tom queen of the forest, myself heading across the state, um, visitation on Wednesday funeral on Thursday. I'll be able to see some people that um, I know, kind of, old radio people. Uh, which is what's crazy is I had another radio dream last night. And before I continue to tell you about this crazy week I have here, let me just tell you. It was another radio dream where I was not in control. And that's the worst feeling in the world. And so I remember uh, in this dream, I was talking to my boss. And I don't know how I was talking to him, whether it was the phone or what. This guy, Mike Ferris, he's the legendary guy who was involved in that uh, crazy um, uh, uh, extramarital affair outside of the radio station that I was involved in at the mobile home of rock and roll. And then the wife showed up and all the shit hit the fan. It was incredible. Anyway, in the dream, Ferris is in the dream. And, uh, I, I don't have any CDs to play. And it's always it's always set at a time when there's CDs or records, you know, like this one that Darla just ate. And I, I don't have it ready. And this, the one song that I'm playing ends. And there's like silence, dead air. And I, and I, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I can't, and I can't catch up. You know, I'm, it's, it's way disorganized. That's what the dream always is. But in this particular dream, as I'm looking for records and stuff, Ferris calls me. He says, at midnight, we are going automation. So you won't need any work records, Eric. You're good to go. And so sure enough, in the dream, the, stro- the clock strikes 12. And then you hear like this uh, top of the hour little thing is playing. And then the music starts playing. And I'm like, oh, cool. I don't, I don't need the records anymore. Now, this is the first time that this has ever worked out in my dream where I like, oh, this is a huge uh, burden lifted. 
I now feel comfortable because the computer is playing the music, which is the way it is nowadays. You know, everything is automated. But then um, I'm there with someone who I don't remember who it was, but I was in there in the dream. It might have been my old morning, old uh, overnight guy named Tom, Tom Vanderveld. I think it was Tom in the dream. I know I, I hate when people describe dreams to me, but this is, I'm going somewhere with this. In the dream, the music is playing on the automation, and then, but we hear this. And Tom and I are like, what the fuck is that? Like, I don't know. It must be a glitch in the matrix or some shit. We call engineering. He goes, yeah, I'm hearing it too. Yeah, try this. Nothing. We st- and I'm still hearing it. It's not like a fire alarm. At some point, I'm leaving slumber and entering real world. And I notice fucking Darla is snoring like a Snorlax right in my ear. And the snoring is what I was. She was the noise uh, in the dream. It, it it dug into the dream and became. Is that not fantastic? My God, that is that is kind of bizarre and freaky. When when the noises in real life become the sound effects of your subconscious, that's incredible. So like for extended time of the dream, I'm like, what the fuck? And I remember I was like hitting buttons on the board. I'm like, nothing. What the fuck? How, so who, the, who set this fucking thing up, man? Going on. Oh my God, this place is a piece of shit. Oh, I'm a rock and roll. Fuck you. Oh, Jesus. And it was just Darla. Oh, my God. All right. Linda says your radio dreams are like my high school dreams of not knowing my locker combination or not being prepared for a test. Oh yeah. I've had that one too. Uh, Joe Stinkpot says teachers have those nightmares as well. Things not in control, etc. Demon Slayer writes out of the blue. Agree or not. No one really cares about our mental health until it turns into anger and frustration. And then suddenly you become a bad person and people judge you. All right, let's break that down. No one really cares about our mental health until it turns into anger and frustration. Eh, You can throw in uh, sadness, um, depression. Agreed. Because, yeah, that, that makes sense, though. I mean, because if someone's always happy and in a great mood, who's going to go up to that guy and say, hey, are you okay? So that's, I understand that. And then suddenly you become a bad person and people judge you. Um, okay. Well, yeah, I can understand why people would judge someone who's, okay, when you say anger and frustration, I guess it all depends on the situation. So like if I suddenly got pissed off over little shit, 
Okay. Uh, yeah, there's a fine line between is he cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs or just being a cock? And 10 out of 10 times, I'm just being a cock. So I guess it depends on the history. I don't think it's, I don't think there's a one size fits all for that, frankly. So whatever you're experiencing, I hope you get it worked out. I know it's bothering you because it just flew in out of left field. Something bad happened to you or something bad happened. And I'm guessing it was a holiday extravaganza where the shit hit the fan. Sorry to hear that. See courts 14. Just subscribe with prime. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, Ashley is here. She says, I didn't think you, uh, <laughs> Hey, fuck off. Oh, I love you. I didn't think the guys would be here today. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's a work day. Come on now. Get back after it. Uh, Linda, or I should say Amy, responds with, hello, love. Those two are so in love. Uh, I wonder if that unpreparedness dream era masks is applicable to all time periods in history. Yeah, maybe, maybe. All right. Um, what was I talking? Oh, so this week, I mean, today's Tuesday. It doesn't seem like it. Today seems like Monday, but it's Tuesday. A normal day for EZ. Wednesday. I'm podcasting. Normal day. But then, back half of the day, the Queen of the Forest and I have to drive across the state, go to a visitation. The hours on the visitation are long, three to eight. That's a, that's probably best. Um, and then Thursday at 1030 in the morning is the funeral. No live show on Thursday. You'll have not the best of the Eric Zane Show podcast on the free platform. And then something to listen to while I'm away. Um, that would be the next one in the sequence. So February 20 something, 2010, I'm releasing those in the order that that, that I have them. And then the plan. Okay. This is the plan. Funeral early Thursday. If I can get back across the state, it might be asking a lot. I don't know. But tentatively, I'm planning on a Ben and Eric extravaganza, a big fraud Thursday. Okay. But there's a chance I might just blow it off. In fact, I give myself a better than 50-50 chance that I'll just, because it's a lot to have to prepare for that show. I won't have time to prepare for that show Wednesday, Thursday. I'm a little concerned with that. In fact, let me just tell you right now, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to punt to the following week. Um, and then on Friday, also 
not the best of the Eric Zane Show podcast and something to listen to while I'm away because I am going up north. I am getting away for Friday, for Saturday, and return on Sunday early because I'm hosting a road race. I'm the MC for a race, the uh, New Year's uh, resolution run, Grand Rapids resolution run, something like that. And then I've got the uh, Grand Rapids Griffins New Year's Eve extravaganza. So thank you for your patience, but obviously there's uh, being pulled in a couple of directions with the passing of Ken. And um, I don't really want to uh, rush home and be stressed to the max. Um, because I imagine, you know, funeral to probably, it's a Catholic funeral, at least 90 minutes. Um, hang out after probably till like two drive back it's just it's just asking a lot you know we'll get it back after next week i apologize because that'll be like two weeks without any big fraud day uh with ben glaze but as you know sometimes this happens one man show thank you for your patience i appreciate you so much linda says are you running that race no i can't i can't run anymore uh, it takes all my strength just to be able to go for a walk. All right. Uh, folks, I have to go and uh, use the facilities. Stand by. Linda was asking Amy if she's running the resolution run. Uh, what the hell is that? Jesus. Uh, no. Amy says um, that she's running the Disney Marathon on January 7th. Oh, my God. What a time. I don't know if you've ever done that. If you've ever done that race, Amy, it's it's just a dream. It's absolutely fantastic. Hopefully, you'll be at the front of a corral because the amount of traffic that is in that race. Oh, God. 13.1 turns into like 13.9. With all the traversing on the course you do. Your old pal EZ one time ran that damn thing in a, like an hour 28. I was crushing it. Holy fuck. I cannot imagine having that level of fitness anymore. I'm like, my God, I'll be lucky to do like five push-ups. All right. Enough bragging. It is... uh fantastically warm here um okay it's like 53 degrees as i speak right now and i think it's supposed it's supposed to get uh, uh a little colder but uh son of a bitch it has just been uh, remarkably warm no snow nothing like i was i went for a walk yesterday um and laps one and two i had my hoodie on and then lap three, I had the hoodie off. It was like shirt sleeves. Son of a gun. Oh, what is going on here? So, folks, the open and live stream on Facebook, X, YouTube, and Twitch. Thank you so much. For you folks on Facebook, X, and YouTube, I'm going to send you on your way. Thank you so much for being here. The rest of the show uh, in its entirety is available on Twitch. Download the Twitch app. 
Search Eric Zane Live, all one word, and you will see us continuing the show. Or if you're at your desktop or laptop, go to twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live. Same thing. You can enjoy the rest of the show as it uh, happens live Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. Eastern time right here. Uh, The audio podcast is available wherever you download shows. I usually use Apple Podcasts. Subscribe, rate, and review if you would, please. And uh, the Patreon is available. For extra content, if you know, you're like, okay, this free one is fine, but I would like to have a little bit more to uh, check out. Every day I do a Patreon bonus podcast, another 30, 40, 50 minutes, depending on what's going on after this one gets done, because there's always something more to talk about. Okay. And uh, you can get to it by going to patreon.com slash Eric Zane, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Eric Zane. You can sign up for free for seven days. All you need to do is put in a payment form and you're good to go. Cancel it before the end of the seven days and it won't automatically charge you. You know, if you're like, well, I just want to see what it's like. I just want to see what it's like. I give you that option because you can always go back and actually sign up and then throw five or 10 bucks a month at it. Or if you're comfortable not canceling it, just let it ride and, uh, Yeah, off you go. I like to make that as simple as possible for you. There is a ton of content on there. At this time of the year when I'm uh, gone here and there for days at a time sometimes, the something to listen to while I'm away is definitely something you want to check out. Uh, Right now, I'm on the month of February, the year 2010 of old shows available in their entirety, just the full show. Not a segment or two, just everything in its raw form. Okay? So you can check that out. Something to listen to while I'm away. That's one of the collections on Patreon. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Eric Zane. I guess let me show you. Let me show you what this looks like. So, as you can see, There's the Patreon, and you go to Collections. These are my shows. The audio and video of Who Are These Ottawa County Fascists. The audio and video of Who Are These Zanes. All separate categories. The audio and video of the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. The audio and video of Who Are These Freebeers. These little numbers here are how many episodes I have in each collection. Now, there's more. I just haven't categorized them yet. There's like uh, uh, 30 plus episodes of Who Are These Zanes? And there's like 140 of the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. The daily Patreon bonus, all here, audio, video, Lost Zane Recordings, Trivia with Dale, While I'm Away, The Insane Asylum. This is all for you to listen to on my Patreon at patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Thank you for supporting the Patreon. Okay. So for you folks on Facebook, X, and YouTube, have a good one. Facebook and Twitch brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. X brought to you by Blue Frost IT. If you ever want to reach me via email, do it on the Shoreliner Striping Inbox Eric at ericzaneshow.com. I appreciate that. 
Uh, Aram says, I've been listening to Freebird Hot Wings best of shows. The ones that Kyle hosts are so much better than when Steve hosts. Seems like Steve tries to only select segments that have a part one and two. So his work is cut in half. Boy, I don't know. I don't, uh, I don't think Kyle ever, um, picked the segments though. Maybe he did. I don't know. I don't really have anything to do with that, that portion of the uh, show back in the day, but interesting. Uh, okay. The open and live stream of this show today is brought to you by the Grand Rapids Gold. They're back in action for basketball January 2nd at Van Andel Arena. I want to see you there. 12 bucks a ticket, starting price, and uh, $2 beers, $2 dogs, Thursdays and Fridays. You will love the time that you have watching the Grand Rapids Gold play basketball. Of course, I'm there for every game. Want to see you there. Uh, it's totally cool to come up and say hi. Get my attention. Even if you can't get down to the floor because the security is like, ah, you can't. Come on down here. Just yell my name. And uh, we can chit-chat. Thank you so much. As always, please support the sponsors who support me. Spend some time and go see a Grand Rapids Gold basketball game. You will not be let down. You will love the fun that you have going to see the Grand Rapids Gold play basketball. Get your tickets at grandrapidsgold.com. Okay, right now you're saving your pennies because you're like, okay, the mortgage rates are going to be dropping this year. It's happening. When you're ready to sign on the dotted line, to get that mortgage, get pre-approved for your home, your dream home. Make sure that you call the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Number one in America. They can help you. They're in every state in the country. Uh, that's new. 231-332-6505. After the great Western expansion, so many people have been made happy with the service they've received from the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. 231-332-6505. Excuse me. Um, My man, Joe Martinez. Hang on a second. I need a haircut today. And I got to text Andy. Are you cutting hair today? Question mark. If so, comma, where are you at? Question mark. I need to come see you. Uh, thank you to Senor Martinez. Oh, by the way, I got to send him some cash for that damn furnace. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate that. The quick uh, and prompt response. That thing was making, a, my old one was making a wild ass noise. And he's like, look, dude, it's going to cost you 15 to replace this part that's acting up. Just get a new furnace. That's what you need. Just lock that away. And, uh, I mean, not only did I get a new furnace expertly installed just days later, but the amount of mileage I got from that amazing story where Joe's brand new work van was demolished by Chris, the Mexican while Jordan was working in the basement, unbeknownst to him, Chris was out on the streets, terrorizing the public, smashing into other motorists, 
on the freeway at high rates of speed. Unsuspecting motorists were nearly slaughtered by this traffic menace plowing into people. After playing bumper cars with all of Grand Rapids, Ding Dong brings the jalopy back to my house, parks it in the driveway. It's all fucked up. I noticed he backed in. I think I don't think he wanted the, the I don't think he wanted Jordan to see it. I don't know. I think he was hoping that maybe nobody would notice. Joe's little birds out on the street saw the thing, you know, on the side of the road with cops all surrounding them with their guns drawn. Said, hey man, what's up? I don't know what you're talking about. Ah, oh, fantastic. Anyway. 616-516-8579. Uh, Joe Martinez from A&E Heating and Cooling. The um, furnace tune-up has been extended now. First it was December 1. Then DTE extended it, the free furnace tune-up, to the end of December. And now they've extended it again to the end of winter. Pretty close. February 29. You can still get a furnace tune-up. It doesn't have to be at the start of the heating season. You can get it tuned up anytime. And if you don't do it now, you're an absolute shithead and dumb because this is free. Okay? The only risk you have is that of getting is that you could get killed if Chris is driving. So hopefully he won't drive anymore. But it's free. All you have to do is reach out to A&E Heating and Cooling, 616-516-8579. Schedule it. They do the tune-up. No money leaves your pocket. You don't have to send out a dumbass rebate form. They will do it for you. Hey, what's up? It's your pal EZ with another amazing partner for the Eric Zane Show podcast, the Eufy Video Lock. Oh, my gosh. Smart Lock 2K Cam and Doorbell 3-in-1 Triple Security. You got everything in one device, all right? Rather than install piecemeal, hoping that you got this app, that it's going to work okay in that app, and oh, my God. This is not just for security, but also for convenience. No more worrying about losing keys, and you can assign passwords to your family members and see them coming back home via the integrated camera. So, you know, like they all have their codes. They walk up to the door, they punch it in, the door unlocks, in they go. And of course, it's a video camera. So it's all there. You can see who shows up at your door. This is fantastic. We live in a golden age for home security. And the Eufy Video Lock is the top of the heap. Okay. You can go to eufyofficial.com slash video lock for more information. This thing is easy to install. The setup, all you need is a Phillips screwdriver, no drilling or anything like that. All the keyless entry components make it so fantastic. 0.3 second fingerprint recognition. Amazing. No battery anxiety. You've got the ultimate, I don't know what it is, super lithium whatever that keeps this thing powered for a long long time no monthly fee on this unlike other brands that do that they just bend you over and charge you a monthly fee i love the eufy video lock get to eufyofficial.com slash video lock e-u-f-y official 
Bite.com slash video lock. This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy. Blech. And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty. Ah, smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash, hmm, you can stay one step ahead of stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of Hefty Large Black Bags. Linda says, easy, that furnace should be a tax write-off. Oh, absolutely. Anything I talk about on this show, I, I turn it in. Uh, Megan says, my kid and nephew are going to get their hair cut today. King's room. Here they come. Please mention EZ. You know that that's sponsor on sponsor crime. Uh, a call back to the old Freeburn hot wing show. Best of Chris says, were there more children centric stories in the best of segments that Kyle did? <laughs> God. Aram says he can get a tax credit for the new furnace, actually. Energy improvement to the home. I'm going to do both. Without a doubt. All right. So how often have you heard that uh, you all you know that um, Chick-fil-A is not open on Sunday? I think they say, yeah, we're open for business Monday through Saturday, Sundays for worship and hating gays. Okay, it's one of those businesses. We stick to our Christian values on Sundays, and no one can work because that's time for family and gay hate. Well, now... um. If you're driving along the road, you know those um, uh, fucking on the side of the road they have like, especially like a turnpike area, they have a service area where there's gas and it's almost like those little weird malls where you can get all sorts of food. Um, If you're traveling through New York State, that's the way it is. And a lot of these travel centers where you can go in service centers and get gas and food. Um, there's Chick-fil-A, but if you're traveling on Sunday, they they're closed. Well, that's bullshit to some people. They're like, fuck you. If, if you got the contract to be here in the service station, service center, you need to be open. And thank God that that's happening because in New York, they're saying Chick-fil-A has to be open. You don't have a choice. If you want the contract to be at the service center for motorists, you know, drivers, um, you know, whether, you know, for traveling for business or for pleasure or the trucking industry, these people need to eat. And if the place to eat is Chick-fil-A and it's closed on Sunday, well, what the fuck are they going to do? So they said, so from now on, all Chick-fil-A's at those service centers along turnpike areas and, 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 you know, main arteries like that, they have to be open 
to be able to provide food for people when they travel. Which I thought, well, yeah, of course. Lindsey Graham from South Carolina. Uh, that guy's a piece of shit. I mean, he's, uh, he's, he's big on Trump now, but he wasn't. Remember how it was when Trump was running and Trump was president? Lindsey Graham was like, I love Trump, Trump, Trump. I fucking love him. I'm going to suck his dick. And then as soon as the uh, uh, insurrection took place, that big asshole convention, he's like, enough's enough with Trump. I've had it. I'm throwing in the towel. And then that one guy, (laughs) what's his name again? Not Lindsey Graham. Uh, uh, Mitch McConnell. That's right, Mitch. Fuck Trump. Now they all love Trump again. Hang on, I popped my jaw. Senator Lindsey Graham declared war Friday over a New York State bill that would require Chick-fil-A restaurants, some Chick-fil-A restaurants, to be open on Sundays. This is war, Graham wrote on X. He continued in a second post threatening to introduce legislation that would withhold federal funds from cities that require fast food chains to stay open on Sundays. So revenge politics. Again, this is over Chick-fil-A on Sundays. He's so pissed off about that, that he's vowing to introduce or threatening to introduce legislation that would keep federal funds from cities that require the fast food chain to stay open. Quote, the founders of Chick-fil-A made a decision early to close on Sunday, early on to close on Sunday, consistent with their faith. Oh, my God. That in itself is fucking stupid. Bullshit. If you got a restaurant, you need to be open. The South Carolina senator said, for any government to try to reverse this decision flies in the face of who we are as Americans. Chick-fil-A is a great company with thousands of locations serving the public with a quality food product taking care of their employees. Yeah, we know. He added, New York is off base and their actions will not go unanswered. The bill aims to have restaurants and state highway system rest areas operate for the entirety of the week. However, Chick-fil-A is well known for the stupid policy. On Sunday, you can spend time with your family and worship if they choose. How about offer to stay open to anyone who wants to work? Okay. Some people would like to work on Sunday. Give them the option. So that they can be with their family and quote, worship if they choose. Yeah, I'm going to worship to my paycheck. So let me fucking work, dick. Uh, Restaurants that are operating now wouldn't be affected by the bill. Instead, every contract for food concessions in the future at transportation facilities owned by the Port Authority of New York and New Jersey would be affected by the legislation. It's like, well, yeah. And if they decide, all right, no. Well, then just fucking fire them. Say we're going to put in another restaurant there. State Representative uh, Tony Simone, who introduced the bill, said its purpose is to allow travelers in New York, New Jersey to have uh, food options. 
Look, if you want to eat fried chicken while traveling over the holidays, then Chick-fil-A should be open on Sundays. I think also the fact that they're working on this. I mean, I agree with that guy that, yeah, fuck you. Leave it open. Um, But at the same time, the fact that they're wasting time on this, that this is that all the other problems in the world are taken care of in New York, New Jersey, that they have to uh, worry about something as stupid as this. It's just dumb. Okay, you're not going to believe this. I need to take another break. I got to go pee again, and I need a drink of water. My throat is on fire. I don't know if it's because I haven't talked since Friday, but I got to take a break. I'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Uh-huh. I don't know if I'm getting sick or what. I might be. I might be. I feel like I'm losing my voice. And I, I got to like tone it down. You know, too intense on the voice. Uh, So I'm in the championship game for my fantasy football league. So the skin in the game, I mean, we each put 50 bucks in. If you, you get $100 if you have the most points at the end of the regular season. That was me. So I got $100. And then you get uh, an additional $200 if you win the whole thing. So if I win this final game, that would be awesome. The semifinal game, the most recent one, it was a it was going to be a very very close matchup. In fact, my opponent, he had a player that did very well on Thursday, so he was like kicking ass. So I'm like, uh-oh. I mean, he might he might beat me. That might be it. And then so um the games roll around this weekend and he's got a receiver that like an hour before the game, um, they they uh, he 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 can't play. He's hurt. So when that happens, the app sends you a message. It says, "Hey, uh, roster warning: so and so is not playing. You gotta replace him." So then I'm like, I'm I'm taking a look and I'm like monitoring it and seeing when he replaces it, you know, because he's not the guy's not going to play. So he's going to get zero points for that guy. So he has to put in another player off of his bench. It just so happens. He's got like one of the best receivers in the NFL, Tyreek Hill on his bench for some reason. I'm like, ah, well, okay, well take the guy who's hurt, sit him down and put Tyreek Hill. And I'm expecting that to happen. And the guy doesn't do it. And I'm watching up until kickoff, and he left the injured guy in. This is the playoff game. Playoffs. And he was, I mean, he very well could have won. So not only does he uh, leave the injured guy in, netting zero points, but he doesn't even play Tyreek Hill. I'm like, well, you deserve to lose, you idiot. How the fuck did you manage that? And then, uh, so I... Okay. Aram says he's told us about his dreams and his fantasy football team this show. 
This is two of the big things people don't care about. Well, maybe you don't. Thank you. It's just something I want to talk about. You know, it's probably the worst thing you can do as a, as an audience member is knife me. You're sitting there knifing me, trying to make, I, how can I, how can I try to make something interesting when you're sitting there knifing me? Look at Amanda. See, she says it. She goes, I don't care about those things either, but he always makes the stories interesting. So I'll continue listening. She's trusting that I'll, I'll go somewhere with this, but it makes it very, very difficult to go anywhere when you do that. It's tough to ignore. I can feel the anger building up in my, in my gut. I want to, I want to strangle you. You know, it's how quickly the audience turns on you. You are an example of how, no matter what I say or do, you're, you're going to turn on me. That's how, how quick it can be. Um, all right. I'm going to give up on that. I don't feel like talking about it anymore. Uh, let's see. So this guy, get this. Uh, first of all, I need to mention that, uh, speaking of politics, Marjorie Taylor green was, um, swatted. If you don't know what that is, that's when people call the police in and around near someone's home say, yes, there's a uh, horrific shooting that's taking place at so-and-so's house. And uh, this is a dirty pool. I mean, I can't stand Marjorie Taylor Greene. But I want to get behind this. I want to say, yes, I'm glad this happened. Actually, I am glad it happened. But it's still, it's still fucked up because this can happen to anybody. Somebody calls the cops and says there's shooting at so-and-so's house. The cops show up with guns drawn. They kick in the door looking for the, there's no, there's people have fucking opening Christmas presents. Uh, she. She posted on X, I was just swatted. This is like the eighth time on Christmas with my family here. My local police are the greatest and shouldn't have to deal with this. She said in a post on X, formerly known as Twitter. And I, yeah, I, th- I think, okay. The takeaway here is um, it's great that it fucks her up, but it's not great for the people that are the cops. I mean, it's, it could be dangerous. You never know what could happen. I mean, can you imagine if you're a cop and you show up at Marjorie Taylor Greene's house and um, she answers the door and you shoot her in the face? Not because you're protecting anybody, just because you snap because Marjorie Taylor Greene is in your face. I mean, how bad would the uh, would the cop feel knowing that he just blasted Marjorie Taylor Greene's head off? Maybe he'd feel good. I don't know. I, I'm guessing he'd feel bad, though. Green added that she appreciates the local police and her family is in joyous spirits celebrating Christmas and hating gay people. Some of that I made up. 
A spokesperson for the police department in the city of Rome, Georgia, where Green's house is located, said multiple calls were received through a crisis hotline in both Rome, New York, and Rome, Georgia. Hmm. They said the address claiming the need for the emergency services pinged to Green's address. So if it pinged to her address, does that mean that somebody made the call like from her front yard? While en route to the address, personnel with the Rome, Georgia Police Department coordinated with Green Security Detail to ensure her safety, as well as determine that there was, in fact, no emergency at the address. Swatting incidents have occurred at uh, Marjorie Taylor Green's home since last year. One happened in August 22 when a caller claimed a shooting was happening at the home. And another happened the next day when a caller hinted they may have shot their family. <laughs> Come on. It's a little much. Meanwhile, also celebrating the holidays, or at least trying to, is a guy known as the Christmas Lawyer. Jeremy Morris is his name. He's a lawyer in Idaho. Um, his hobby is Christmas lights. This guy goes all out every year. This is what it looks like. Now that's that's a lot. That's that's Clark Griswold level of Christmas lights right there. Okay, here he is taking a picture like he's getting ready for the big day in front of uh, all these, you know, at the store to buy all the lights. Here he is installing it looks these look like electrical boxes. Like this is something you would install when you know you're going to be uh needing some heavy duty Heavy-duty support to power all those lights. He has 700,000 bulbs to light up this house. Now, this year, he added even more. That's a really nice house, by the way. So um, uh, he seems like a prominent lawyer. You know, he's probably got some money, I'm guessing. A lot of lawyers do. He um, went ahead and went all in, and he hired... um, Look, these are people getting off the bus to go see his house. Like, it's a destination. It's a winter wonderland. He has 80 actors in front of his house acting out uh, various nativity, you know, scenes. You know, maybe the Three Kings. Uh, I don't know, whatever. The, I can't think of anything else. Okay, there's the three kings and the three kings, and maybe someone's going to play Little Drummer Boy or some shit. And then this year, uh, he added a camel. Like, he actually went and got a This is a real camel. This isn't a fake camel. He got a camel. Well, as you could imagine, there's a problem. I'd, um, I'd have to admit, if my neighbor had all those lights on and all those actors, 80, 80 employees on the front lawn doing various religious things, nativity, and a camel, I, first of all, I want to pet the camel. I mean, he's a pretty cute camel there. Look at him. 
And uh, I I like it. I um I think that would be awesome. Uh, Chris says, "Good grief, dude has too much money." I I'm I'm glad he's doing this. I I actually love this. But the homeowners association said, "All right." That's enough. You can't do that. And I guess my question is, what's what's really the problem? I mean, well, let's get into it a little further. Um, a self-proclaimed Christmas lawyer. This guy, is he calls himself the Christmas lawyer. Well, the judge ruled against him because this all went to court. And then he said that the judge was corrupt. And now the uh, state of Idaho bar is trying to take away his uh, license. They're trying to disbar him because he said the judge was corrupt. He said the judge was corrupt and a hateful anti-Christian bigot. Okay. You see, this is where it's getting stupid. Jeremy Morris was informed by the Idaho State Bar has probable cause to proceed with formal charges against him for accusing federal judge B. Lynn Windmill of corruption. Following the, an ongoing legal battle with the Homeowners Association. The Homeowners Association just, I don't, you know how it is with these people. You hear about these stories. I, don't have, I haven't had a problem with mine, but I, I hear about these problems all the damn time. The lawyer claimed he had reviewed the HOA's rules and reached out to the association years ago and found nothing preventing him from putting on this massive spectacle. He said he soon received a letter saying, if you don't remove the lights within 10 days, you're in trouble. They threatened a lawsuit. The lawyer, Morris, was warned the display would be offensive to non-Christians and could attract possible undesirables and that the lights would cause excessive brightness. All right. As far as it being offensive to non-Christians, tough shit. As far as it attracting possible undesirables, that sounds ridiculous. What do you mean by that? Undesirables. That sounds pretty terrible. What if it's just a family that doesn't have a pot to piss in and just wants to see something festive? Fuck you. And that the lights would cause excessive brightness. Really? Who cares? How much brightness? It looks fantastic. He followed through with the display across five evenings and his refusal sparked a legal battle that has gone on for nearly a decade. Um, Morris claims that in 2016, the second year of his putting on the light display, neighbors began harassing people visiting his home. Now, I don't know. Maybe if they, I mean, maybe have it so that, uh, you, you know, if someone shows up, if they take a shit on the grass, you can, you can do something, but that's about it. The attorney said his neighbors were determined to end his display by any means necessary, claiming one threatened to quote, take care of them. They threatened to take We're going to take care of you. He sued the homeowners association in January, 2017 for, for religious discrimination 
and violated the Fair Housing Act. The jury returned a unanimous decision in his favor. So first they said, all right, you win, light guy. And they ordered the Homeowners Association to pay $75,000. But then the judge um, reversed the jury's verdict and ordered the Christmas light guy to pay the Homeowners Association legal fees, which was $111,000. Ruling the lawsuit wasn't about religious discrimination, but rather the Morris family's violation of neighborhood rules. And windmill or the judge ordered a permanent ban on Morris from holding another Christmas display that violated the homeowners association rules. Morris appealed the ruling in June of 2020. So now he calls him corrupt and a hateful. So this has been going on for years. And then the lawyer referred to him as the judge as a Chris anti-Christian bigot and attempted to, who attempted to rig a jury. And now this guy might lose his fucking law practice over these goddamn lights. The rule prohibits a lawyer from making statements with reckless disregard as is, as to its truth or falsity. So there's a rule that keeps you from saying anything bad about a judge. All of this, I guess, inspired an Apple TV film called Twas the Fight Before Christmas. Now that's awesome. I need to see this. In February of 2022, Morris announced on Facebook that he was moving out of Idaho as he, quote, thanked those who didn't spit on my family. Can you believe this? Over Christmas lights? Uh, he says, a lot of people that should have had my back really stabbed me, my family in the back. They turned their back and many other things or said things that I believe are very hurtful. This is, God, I I've never heard of something so. Are you going to let the greedy heating companies and their crazy over Christmas lights? This is uh, this is the lawyer. Hello, everyone. I am the Christmas lawyer, Jeremy Morris, coming to you from my office, and um, I had said yesterday that I would be posting a video explaining why um, why I have decided to leave the state of Idaho. And uh, in particular, my... Okay, I can't, I'll, I'll link it up. I can't sit through four minutes of this guy. I've covered it as best as I can. God damn. That's ridiculous. Prominent lawyer, works hard. All he wants to do is have a good time, share the spirit. He gets a camel. It's got a camel. And they're like, ah, no, fuck you. Lawsuits. He has to leave. Takes his family elsewhere to practice law. Holy shit. God damn. All right. Pause right there to mention my friends at Impact Power Sports. Online at impactpowersportsmi.com. Love these folks. They are Michigan's newest dealer of Yamaha golf carts. And my God, wait till you see these things. They're absolutely fantastic. They can they can trick them out and make them look however you want at Impact Power Sports. They've got a ton of amazing toys for you to check out. Love my friends at Impact Power Sports. Online at impactpowersportsmi.com. 
They're in Rockford, Michigan. Kind of off the beaten path, but uh, check them out online if you want to see exactly where they are and how you can take advantage of all the great things that they have for sale there. Side-by-sides, UTVs, ATVs, uh, electric bikes, motorcycles, you name it. They have it, and they can fix it, too, at Impact Power Sports online at impactpowersportsmi.com. Thank you, as always, to Superior Cleaning and Power Washing. That is my man, Throat Slash Dale. 231-740-4098. That's 231-740-4098 for superior cleaning and power washing. Now, um, not I, I doubt, well, he might be power washing today. I don't know. It's been so warm lately. But if you know anybody that has a restaurant, either works for a restaurant or they own a restaurant, they need any type of janitorial services. That's what they do at superior cleaning and power washing. Also, snow plow. Uh, snow plowing in the Muskegon area, call 231-740-4098. One more football note. Uh, the New England Patriots finally won a football game on a last-second field goal by uh, this dude, Chad Ryland is his name, the kicker. For the uh, for the New England Patriots, but earlier in the game he missed a damn field goal when he bounced one off of like the upright, you know the pull. And the reason why this is going around is because when he did it, when it hit the upright, it made the the most ridiculous noise ever. It sounded like a bomb went off. Check the audio. Watch the video. Linked up in the show notes when this uh, in the audio podcast of this moment. All right. <laughs> it hit right at the top of the pole. Fuck. Why? How did that? Do they have a microphone up there or something like that? That was incredible. The uh, comments that went along with it were just hysterical, too. A camera panning over to Stone Cold walking out of the tunnel would have been perfect. I've watched what feels like thousands of NFL games. You'd think after all this time, you would have seen it all, but every year something ridiculous like like this happens. Mike writes, when that one musket shot started the Revolutionary War. It's so true. Bro, the season has been bad enough for Chad Ryland. They didn't need to go and put 57 microphones on this one upright. It's like bell horns, foul pole, Homer times 10. Avery writes, dang, I didn't know Oppenheimer was kicking for the Patriots. Now we have an Oppenheimer reference to the football going off the upright. 
Chris describes it as this sounds like when you're in high school and you turn the bass up way too high on the car. And you think it sounds good. Travis writes, if you're going to be an all-time bad team, make it viral. But the damn thing of it is, is the Patriots end up beating Denver, which effectively ends their chance at the playoffs. And a lot of people are saying that Russell Wilson is uh, is done in Denver because of there was a moment in that game when he got sacked. And then he was surrounded by his own linemen and they all just turned around and walked away. Nobody like helped him up. They're like, ah, fuck you. Uh, Megan writes, our neighbors are on the list of houses to stop and see in Grand Rapids. Doesn't bug us at all, but obviously not this scale. Uh, the, the point in the story when it talked about undesirables, they mean minorities. You're right. You're right. That's exactly what they mean. Chris says, isn't that the purpose of, of lights? Ex- excess brightness? Absolutely true. Amanda, of course, she loves, she's seen a lot of TV. She's talking about um, that documentary about the, the lawyer and the lights. Um, the fight, twas the fight before Christmas. She says that documentary is awesome. Kenny says neighborhood rules and homeowners associations are absolutely stupid. The interesting thing about it is like mine, my uh, neighbor, Chris is the president. One of the things, this is all I think goes on in the neighborhood association. You give them like 150 bucks a year. And then they take care of the entryway and mow the lawn on the entryway. And there's a, there's a nice sign when you come into the uh, uh, subdivision and they have to maintain that. And I know we get that. And I know that everybody's um, mailbox has to be identical and they pay for that. Like um, they, uh, there's a guy that comes through and stains them every year or every other year. Like he does half of the neighborhood one year and the other half the next year. And if uh, yours is in disrepair, what you pay would give you a new mailbox. And they're all identical. And then the other thing I think they do in mine is they enforce, like when I have my damn, if the camper's out in front of the house for too long, Chris comes by and goes, dude, you got to move that thing. You can't leave it there. Like, I know, I know I'm moving it. So then that's it. He And then if the grass gets too, these are all th- rules I break. The lawn gets too long. Chris is going to say, hey, dude, what the fuck? What are you doing? Mow your lawn. Yeah, I know. Okay, I'm on it. I'll do it. So I think that's important, don't you? I, I think that's okay. I might be breaking a rule with the four dogs, I think, but I don't think anybody says anything. Now, my group's cool. I love my HOA. Um, Speaking of the mailbox, remember the time when Jacqueline... My daughter, she was new to driving. And to this day, I still can't figure out how she did it. Because if you back out of my driveway, you don't have to go that far out of it before you've got enough to make, to turn the wheel, put it in drive and you're gone. For some reason, she kept backing up. I don't know if she was looking at her phone or what, but 
This is how it played out in my world. She ran over the mailbox, left. My neighbor, the Alleluia's, saw her drive over the mailbox. Now, I don't know about you, but if I'm the Alleluia's, I bang on my door and say, hey, something just happened. Jackie ran over our mailbox. And then that's it. But they called the police. So that I'm still not aware. No one's aware except Jackie and the neighbors and the police officer. Jackie comes home from wherever she is and drives into the driveway and she sees the cops out there and the conversation. They're all looking at her as she goes, pulls in the driveway, opens the garage, drive, pulls in the garage, closes the garage and goes in the house. She's 16. Cop knocks on the door. Did you hit the mailbox? And I don't remember if she said yes or no. The whole thing was a fucking mess. So I come home. I go, what's going on? Yeah, Jackie hit the mailbox. I go, oh, okay. Well, here's $300. Thank you. And then that was it. And then I guess the cop like had a conversation with her and I'm like, well, why the fuck did you call the cops? Just tell me. I, I get you. Congrats. You just got a new mailbox. Jesus. I said to Jack, I go, why didn't, why did you do that? What, what's wrong with you? This is, this is why you're, this is what kids do. This is why kids are stupid. Idiots. Um, Kenny says, why the fuck do adults need rules for their own damn home? Screw that. Why do the mailboxes have to be exactly the same? Well, um, I think the idea is. Yeah, well, uh, Sarah says it just looks nicer. There's like, I guess, continuity to it. That's about all I can. I think she's right. I think that is the only reason why. So that it looks nice. Sarah had some people where I live don't take care of their mailbox. Or you have some idiot who has a big ass fish for a mailbox. <laughs> Kenny adds, so if you saw some new awesome mailbox, you couldn't get it and use it. That's correct. Like if I saw a mailbox uh, that I wanted, um, I could not know. I would, I would not be able to do that. Amanda says, my neighbors across the street had a party. One of their drunk friends hit my mailbox and they replaced it for free. We all would think so. Sarah says, yeah, no Pokemon bullshit. <laughs> Kenny's going to have a fucking Charizard mailbox. Donko says the same thing because it looks nicer. You hillbilly. Exactly. Not everybody lives. I mean, come on, Kenny. We, we want it to look all right. We don't want it to look like your, your trailer trash shithole in, in the middle of fucking hillbilly town. Kenny says, if I pay for a bit of land in a house, I'm going to do what I want with it. Period. Well, let me tell you this. 
If you move into a home that has a homeowners association, you can't move into the house unless you agree to the rules. So you know going in what the rules are. So if Kenny buys a house, let's say Kenny uh, wins a lottery and he buys a million-dollar house in a subdivision. Before he moves in, they're going to say, here's the rules. Do you agree, yes or no? If you say no, then you can't move in. If you say yes, then you're good. And if the rule states that everybody's mailbox has to be the same, you agreed to it. You don't have to live there. Uh, Bob says, now I want a Pokemon mailbox. Kenny says, I would never get a house in a neighborhood with an HOA. Um, Megan says, your mailboxes don't stand out in your neighborhood. That's for sure. Yeah. And then I get some asshole parking in front of my fucking mailbox. Sarah says, you ever notice how mobile home parks have the mailbox area, mailbox area up front? Bingo. Chris says, I prefer my poverty mailbox with my poverty-ass town. Uh, Sarah says, mailboxes in your neighborhood look great. I'd love someone, I'd love someone, Brad, to freaking paint ours. You need to offer him butt, okay? All right. Well, anyway. Uh, so we got homeowners associate. We got mailbox talk. We've got Christmas lights. Rough Christmas for uh, Michigan State University freshman point guard. Jeremy fears. <clears throat> okay. So this guy, he's a freshman. He plays for Tom Izzo for the Michigan state Spartans. They're pretty good. He's pretty good. Very young player. He's only 18 years old. His whole life ahead of him. He goes back home to Joliet, Illinois near Chicago at the Christmas party. You got the eggnog. You got ugly sweater. You got the Mariah Carey. Uh, all I want for Christmas is you. Maybe a little mistletoe. And uh, shots fired. Some asshole comes to the party and shoots Jeremy Fears and his girlfriend. She got it in the pelvis of all places. God damn. And he got it in the leg. This is fucking crazy. And I don't think they've caught the guy. Now, I'm going to go out on a limb here. These are, I'm going to make some assumptions here. I'm going to make an assumption that... Most of the people at this party were black. And I'm going to make an assumption that everybody at that party knows who the shooter was. And I'm also going to make an assumption that no one at the party 
is snitching as t- to the cops who the shooter was. This is a hard and fast rule. You do not talk to cops. Ever. No matter what. Even if your life depends on it. You do not talk to cops. There's some uh, hard and fast rules that have been discussed on this show today. Not too many lights. Don't talk about fantasy football for fear of snark. Don't talk about dreams for fear of snark. And by all means, do not talk to police. So this fucking guy is still on the loose. This was crazy. Uh, he went to the hospital and I think he was eventually released, but he's fucked up. He probably won't play basketball. He had a bullet sh- uh, rip through his leg. God damn. Uh, Tom Izzo said that uh, fears underwent surgery Saturday morning was resting comfortably. Tom Izzo said, while there is much we still don't know, my focus is supporting Jeremy on his road to recovery, Tom Izzo said. He also added, we will never know the identity of the shooter because uh, snitches get stitches. The Joliet Police Department is not responding to any questions from the press about the incident. Uh, The only thing that they're saying is that we found two people shot at 3.44 a.m. Saturday. Wounds are not life-threatening. Investigators believe the victims were inside the residence along with others when a dude with a handgun came through the front door door and fired before leaving. They don't know the motive. You know why they don't know the motive? It's because snitches get stitches. He was still at large as of Saturday afternoon. In the black community, shooting someone uh, seems to be about as easy to get away with as like running a stop sign. Fears posted a photo uh, on his Instagram story of himself lying in what appears to be a hospital bed. The photo's caption described the shooting as a minor setback. I don't know if he's being silly. He got shot in the leg. He calls it a minor setback. I'm surprised he didn't write thoughts and prayers to the guy who shot my girlfriend and I. On Thursday, before the shooting, he had his best game. He had 10 assists. As the team beat Stony Brook on Thursday, whatever that is. And then the players went off for the holidays to go spend time with their families, get shot. This is ridiculous. Holy shit. Well, good luck on the recovery. We have a lot of great potential for the asshole of the day today. Uh, before we get to that, though, thank you to Blue Frost IT, the managed IT service provider for the Eric Zane Show podcast. You can find them online at bluefrostit.com. Call them whenever you need anything tech-related. I think I'm about to make a call because I have a hard drive issue. 616-516-85. Pardon me, that's Joe's phone number. 
616-200-8500 for Blue Frost IT. You can find them online at bluefrostit.com. And then, of course, Frank Fuss from My Policy Shop Insurance. Frank, the licensed insurance agent, insurance agent slash broker, who is just absolutely, absolutely fantastic. Thank you so much to him. And uh, if you need any, any help whatsoever when it comes to life insurance, Obamacare, Social Security, <clears throat> Medicare, he can take care of you no matter what. Frank Fuss, find out more information at buyinsurancehere.com. That's buyinsurancehere.com. Thank you to um, Tim Kuyper. He got me a new asshole of the day sign, which is currently in my truck. Thank you. Brought to you by TC Paintball. The asshole of the day. Boy, who's it going to be here? If you have any suggestions, uh, please leave them. But I think I know. I'm going to go with the Christmas light judge. Nick says Christmas light guy. Nick, I think, wants the guy who put up all those lights to be the asshole of the day. Are you kidding me? No, that guy's a legend. He can move to my neighborhood anytime he wants. I want that neighbor with all those lights. That's cool. That's the spirit of the holidays. My God. Bob says homeowners associations. Yeah, maybe, but not mine. So that's why I can't do that. I got to go with the judge. That's your asshole of the day. Thank you so much for being here. I will talk to you on the Patreon. Until next time, have a good one, folks. Bye-bye.